0: 520, 0600, 0630, these military words that I hear from my very special guest today. You know, he's a executive coach for entrepreneurs. He's rebuilt his health. And every morning, he inspires me with his wise words after his daily workout in the park. I'll introduce you to him in a moment. You know, speaking of morning routines, Entrepreneurs love them, but I know many people, at least my colleagues, really hate them. They really think that they're a waste of time, but you and I both know their value. I mean, you know, for me at least, over the last few months, after I went through a real struggle about six months ago, I replaced getting up, you know, picking up my phone even before getting out of bed, looking at emails, stressing out over them. To now, what I do is start the day. Hopefully, he'll, my guest will tell me if I'm doing it right. I wake up at around 5 a.m. It's a bit hard, but once I get up, I go for a long one-hour walk, I'll do a mini workout depending on the day, and then active meditation, you know, practicing gratitude, visualizing my goals for the day, for the week, and then long-term uh, vision as well, and by the time it gets to 8 a.m. and I'm sitting at my desk, my mindset has completely shifted. It's a it's a 360 from what it was six months ago, and I feel much better, I'm calmer, my Blood pressure is completely down, you know, more productive, and I'm just enjoying the day. It's a completely different mindset. Welcome, by the way, to day 22 of my 90-day challenge. I can't wait to be saying day 70. I'm getting exhausted already. It is a marathon, and I'm sharing my journey back to health, physical and mental health, with my coach, Ed Jaffa alongside teaching insights into the world of health and entrepreneurship. So do go back, check the last few weeks out, check the very first episode, Day Zero, where you'll meet my coach, who is actually the same coach as my special guest today. And do subscribe, like, engage with this channel so that we can grow it and, and grow a movement together. I'm is a public health preventive medicine doctor here in the UK. And my mission is really to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, but more importantly, a happier world through your ventures, but obviously that all starts at home. You know, without your health, without my health, nothing we do in business and in our, the services, the products that we develop will be sustainable. So it's all at the core of what we do. And if, you know, if you're like the entrepreneurs that I work with and you've been through a personal experience of your own perhaps, Either with your health or looking after a loved one. Earlier today, I came across a student group who, you know, their school friend had committed suicide, and that gave them the inspiration to do something. In turn, that passion into a solution through a business, through a venture. It could be a social enterprise. It really doesn't matter. But delivering, adding value, and helping others who, who may be going through the same problem. And that, if that sounds like you, do check out the link in the description below. I'm also really excited just to share one other thing. So uh, I opened up a Facebook group to support this 90-day challenge, and this was just a couple of days ago. And um, I I said yesterday, let's just make this a competition. So I've put the post late last night. Go check it out. The link to Facebook is down below. And enter for a chance to win something that means a lot to me, uh, and it's valuable. It's more than five grand worth of value. And essentially, what it will allow you to do is help you turn that passion you may have into a service that, you know, delivers. And essentially, you will overcome any challenges with investment, with gaining adoption, with adding value to, to the problem you're trying to solve. It's access to my flagship course called Startup Therapy. But in addition, what the winner is going to get is personalized feedback from me one-to-one strategic consulting with me and access to the intelligence incubator which is a global mastermind of health entrepreneurs very tight-knit community but we meet once a month and i'd love for you to be part of that and whoever wins will be uh you know you know on my 90-day challenge on the very last day i'll announce that winner so do check out the instructions in the facebook group okay getting to the core of today's show Putting a quick disclaimer, as I have to do, uh, anything we discuss today is purely for information, education only. Do speak with your licensed doctor about any health concerns you may have. My special guest, we're fellow students of coach Ed Jaffer, and he's a former army physical training instructor and executive coach for entrepreneurs, John McCarthy, who likes to say, trust him with your business, but not with your Cornish pasty. John, welcome to my 90 day (laughs) challenge.
1: (laughs) Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much.
0: It's great to have you here. I'd love to just hear more about you and what led you here.
1: Yeah, we've all got an interesting life story. And I think for me, um, it's, it's, it's unusual. It's kind of an interesting journey where I am getting back into my fitness has always been a big passion of mine and I think growing up I grew up on a farm Our parents were farmers or farm workers so very working class we did not a lot of money but in, in that environment in the 70s growing up um, it was I'll make a good worker you've got to be a good worker so it, the whole thing was around working hard and being physically strong and physically fit and you know this is before the days of much was mechanized so these, these guys were big farmers with big hands you know and at big meals and everything else they're just big strong active guys that's kind of who I how I grew up grew up in the country um and through a whole um variety of things variety of kind of things that led me into my, my teenagers. I couldn't I didn't know what I was going to do I, I, I couldn't see myself in, in any kind of normal job um and I think the, the one thing I was good at was fitness I was never the, the best the strongest the fastest but I was always up there kind of among them, the top top echelon of of, of fitness guys and girls uh, and uh it just hit me at about 14 years old when i saw the um come and join the parachute regiment or, or life in the royal marines and i saw those two things like that's it i'm gonna be a paratrooper because i'm pretty competitive so and i wasn't wanting to, to the army i was in the cadets i really enjoyed it it was very much all about being physical and being outside which is kind of what i love to do and um for me at school mean school didn't go well too well together i just i behaved i did quite fairly well but it just wasn't my my vibe but the rugby field is where um that was i was in my element it was about speed and power and strength and aggression i dominated there so when i saw the Paras on tv right they're the best they're tougher so i'm going to get my red beret and then the royal marines came on like the following year they're even better i'm better looking they're far more intelligent i would say that because i live about 500 meters and 40 commando. Um, I decided to join the Royal Marines. And from that time, at about 14, 15, I became completely obsessed. Uh, I was into my fitness already, but I, I had no role model. I didn't know anybody that was in the Marines. And that, the only thing I had to compare them to was um, Johnny Rambo. You know, and, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, Rocky Balboa—that's that, kind of all we had. You know, three three channels on TV, nothing on demand. But I had no idea what what a raw marine did or how they what they did. They these superheroes to me, so I used to um, really kind of destroy myself, physical wise. I knew you were mentally tough as well as physically tough. So my school was it was twenty two about twenty two miles to get to school. So I used to cycle to school in the back every day in, in, in the spring and summer months. So I was clocking up 40 to 45 miles on a bike per day just to get to school and bike, just training on top of that. So my whole world became about being as fit and strong as I possibly could. And to cut a, a story short, I okay, actually here at 40 commando is just literally less, less than a kilometer from where I am based now. And I came to look at the Roman for a week. And at 16 years old, I, I just smashed the fitness test. I was in really, really good shape, beat everyone else on, on the course, even the yeah, the, uh, the Royal Marines officer who beat him on the fitness test. I was only 16, then I went down to I uh, passed the um, potential officer's course, which is primarily fitness at 17 years old. Then I went to the Admiralty interview board, um, which is the, the officer selection piece, more about leadership. Now I was only 18 years old and they say, don't expect to pass at 18 and don't expect to pass for the first time. It's only 2% get get to pass this course. and I actually passed. So all of a sudden, 18 years old, I was going to, I'd got my ticket to, to leave home, um, and, uh, and 18 go and get my commission at the Royal Marines. So I was feeling, I'm five foot six, but I was feeling six foot five. I was, you know, chest expanded six inches. I felt like I was walking on water. Unfortunately, life doesn't go to plan and in between uh, finishing school and when I was due to go sign up, I had a bad back injury. I dived into water, hit rocks, um, hyperextended the back, knocked myself out in the water, um, couldn't move my legs. It was, it was in shark infested water in, in Durban in South Africa. So I'm um, lucky to get out of there in one piece actually, but that, that kind of cut my Royal Marine Commando um, career stop before it started um but I had no idea what I had to have to change my career plans at least temporarily I had no idea what to do so I had, I had no second plan no plan B um the only thing I, I enjoyed was sport and fitness and sports science has just started there back in 18 uh, 1989 so I was on a sports science degree course um Boston back did give me a lot of problems I just managed to ignore it and train through it um I just 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 got into sports coaching sports science um, took up martial arts, so I ended up being a martial arts competitor, instructor, and everything else. And, um, after traveling, I spent seven years as a sports development manager, so sports coach, personal trainer. I was in the TA, uh, Territorial Army as a physical training instructor there, weapons instructor, unarmed um, combat instructor, uh, outdoor pursuits <laughs> instructor. So my life was just sport and fitness, and I absolutely loved it. Um, but then I just wanted to change, to, to, to move out and do something different. Went into the corporate world in, in healthcare, the, the pharmaceuticals and healthcare sector as business development. And I did very well, actually, and very successful in that, in, that, in, that, in that career. But it's a very, very toxic environment. And it's, it's for someone like me, I only like to work with good teams and good people. And after a while, I just kind of walked out. So, about seven or eight years ago. I walked out of there and had no idea what to do. Um, a real kind of breaking point in my life. It was, it did, even though I was very, very fit at the time, I actually got to the point, pretty low, low point actually. I was drinking too much. I was drinking every night for months on end. Um, I could get up and do a 10-mile run easy the next morning, but it just was not in a good place when you get, you get addicted like that. So I um, started running my own business, then became a business. We started a family at the same time. So time was really an issue at that point. And uh, my training did, did drop off. Less training meant less mobility, meant my back pain got worse, more back pain meant less mobility, which meant less training. So for several years, I've been in that kind of cycle where I was still very fit and healthy, but my, my fitness, it was very limiting. And I was in a lot of pain for a lot of time. And then um, I, mean, I think I reached out. I met with Ed Jaffa. We just got reconnected connected on LinkedIn. And um, it was, I know I needed something. I couldn't work. So being an ex-coach myself, I didn't want to coach. Um, I didn't, didn't think I needed a fitness instructor because I was one um, but I think the beauty of having having that extra person is someone who guides you and supports you and just keeps you on track and, and one step at a time and I think that one of the big turning points was I kept saying I can't run you know I've had a lot of injuries in my body I was in a lot of pain running more than a kilometer hurt too much and then <laughs> just under two years ago we were down in Cornwall surfing and it's like, it like someone has stolen opacity. pasty. I just woke up like at 5, 5 a.m. 5.30 one morning and left the family in, in the apartment and just went out for a run and, and just kept going. It's a real forest Gump moment. It's just how, how far can I push myself on this? Ended up doing um, 15 kilometers, which is just under 10 miles. That's with no training, no backup. No, just, just went out and ran. And my, everything was hurting. <laughs> my toes, my feet, my knees—everything was hurting. But I, I proved myself mentally. I, I just broke the back of this. I, I can now run again, and that's that. I just got into it. It kept going, and I put on a big gum. Just got got running every day, five days a week. Um, something between five and ten k a day. I dropped, dropped the stone back off, um, back into back into training. Um, habits, habits are good. All done habits. My th- I'm lighter now than I was really um, twenty years ago, so I'm back into really good shape again now.
0: Nice. Well, you're um, going to teach um, me something
1: now. Um, my business was being a business coach. I'm moved down of that as executive coaching now, and I think. It's... Sorry,
0: Sorry? I keep going. There was a bit of a delay. Carry on. It's back to you. Apologies.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, So I've moved on from business coaching. This is about exec coaching. And for me, exactly as you said earlier, our health is the one thing that we've got. And if we can optimize that, we can perform better in every other area of our life. Mm -hmm. Yet we get so busy as entrepreneurs, I've done it myself, where you put work first and you do more hours and then your fitness drops and you're tired so you snack on the the chocolates and the crisps. And and you you get into this bad cycle because you're tired and you're mentally exhausted and that it just feeds on itself and and it's hard to break out as you said, it's just about simple routines, get some simple, effective routines that work. Um, and I'm all about now getting people to operate at their absolute potential. That's when that whole of a life just kind of benefits from that. And it's a really cool thing to do.
0: I love it. Um, so basically, you're going to be teaching me in a second all about lifestyle habits. You know, it's interesting. Most people are asking me, why are you getting all these guests to teach you a lesson or two? Well, here's the thing. I never stop learning, I love learning. If I knew everything, I would be living a completely different lifestyle. I would be you know, at top performance. I've excelled in many things, but I know my weaknesses and I love to hear new ways of thinking. Um, so by the way, quick shout out to the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine, who is all about uh, help promoting healthy lifestyle as both prevention and treatment of uh, health conditions, chronic conditions. So do check out their website. I'm a director of public health there, and obviously I'm going to promote them. Uh, but obviously there's similar organisations across the world. So there is the Global Lifestyle Medical Medicine Alliance too. So check them out. Um, I want to come back to you, uh, John, before we, you know, before I become the student. And what is 520 all about?
1: That's a really good concept. I only literally came across it a few days ago. Uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Gaskell, get another another very very good coach. He spent 22 plus years in the military in the infantry unit, and um, we we just get on. Um, being two ex-squaddies, we battle heads, and we we just we just connect together, and uh, it, it, we were talking about the principle of 520, and I love it. He just explained what it was. You check your five. So think of your you're in a defensive position or an attacking position in the military not operation, uh, generally in the field fighting the enemy. You check your five. You check your five meters. What's um, where am I? Am I okay? Is my environment all right? Are there any challenges, any dangers? As my weapons state, my ammunition state, you check you're okay, then you check your 20. And your 20 is a 20-meter radius from you. That's where your 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 oppos your should be, where your, your companions should be, your teammates. So you're checking the guys next to you to make sure they're okay. Are they injured? Are their weapons functioning? Do they have resources they, they need, the ammunition they need? You know, do they need help? Are they okay? they are then in turn doing it to the same. So basically just by looking, not just looking after yourself, you're looking after your close surroundings and they in turn move out the link and check on everyone else. And I just thought it was great because, you know, so much of us now we get so sucked into our business or sucked into our, our own lives, even our own family's life. We don't tend to do what we're doing now, which is, which is linking up with people, sharing great ideas and taking what's good and, and pushing it out. Um, and I've run in this morning when you heard me talk about 5.20. Um, I just did a 10k run this morning. And because I'm cross country, my ankles are pretty bad at the moment. So I tend to be looking too close to my feet as I'm running. And I'm out in the country, I'm along the rivers, you know, there's birds singing, it's beautiful somerset countryside. And I just happened to look up and this fully grown deer just came out of the river about five, six metres in front of me and just bounded across the field. And I just, it was majestic. And I just stopped because there's quite a few deer around here. And it stopped about 30 meters from me, looked at me, and then, and then trotted off across the field. And if I hadn't raised my head to look up around me, I wouldn't have seen the duty. You know, I wouldn't have seen, we don't see opportunities that are out there. We don't see who else we can work with. And I think that 520, it makes perfect sense in military. But I think in business now, we're, well, any life we're so much more connected now um, than we ever have been. Or we potentially have, <laughs> can be more connected. But I think we've become a lot more insular as a result and it's so important to connect with good people with your tribe um, to help everyone move on now
0: yeah you I mean just listening to that the, the three nuggets that I got from there is obviously look after yourself first it's like putting your own mask on first number two is look out for everyone else around you it's a you know it's a community and this is all about mental health awareness week right now so look out for others in your in your life. And then the last one is don't forget to look up and just enjoy life because it goes by very quickly. It's very fragile. Um, So I love I love that 520. I'm going to be using it every day. Um, Okay, so I've got, you know, it's it's interesting (laughs) hearing your story that, you know, you went from what you did early on. You became a a business coach dealing with, you know, teaching insights and coaching people for business skills, marketing skills, uh, helping law firms. But now you see yourself as an executive coach and focusing on this like holistic uh, view of, of business where health comes into there because of your own health experience. And this is what the Entrepreneur's Doctor is all about. It's taking your passion and delivering solutions after having gone through your own experience. So it's really great. Um, so you're going to teach me something which hopefully is going to be important for uh, the entrepreneur listening uh, or watching. So why is it important, first of all? Well,
1: why is this important to be healthy?
0: No, like you, you're gonna teach me some healthy lifestyle habits or some insights, but why is it important specifically for entrepreneurs to know this? Right, that, that's a yeah. really good point.
1: Because I think um, if you're wired that way as an entrepreneur, we tend to be very highly committed people. We just commit to business. Um, it could be coming to get an Olympic medal or special forces or something, but I think we're quite a special breed. And I, often we have the tendency to get dragged so much into our business. And if you are the main breadwinner and you have no plan B, you, you, can't, you can't just uh, have a duvet day because you're not feeling very well. Uh, and, you know, when everyone goes home on a Friday, you're still running the business. When everyone else is on holiday, you've got to back it up. So as an entrepreneur, we give so much more to our businesses. Um, and many businesses do extremely well and many don't. And, you know, even, even the, the, the most um, successful entrepreneurs have generally, almost always, have a period of sacrifice. And what's the first thing that goes? Probably your sleep. You know, and I'm getting that bashed into me by some of my coaches. Sleep is incredibly important. And I have been really making a big focus on sleeping more, which had a huge effect on the rest of my kind of energy levels. So, yeah, I think we sacrifice so much. With that comes we're not sleeping enough, we're not focused enough. When I mean, we're with our family, we're not with them because we're thinking about work or that thing that's stressing us out. Um, you know, you've got to look after your mental health, which is key right now. But the physical health, even as simple as, you know, hydrating properly. You know, I'm always, not just to the past, but I'm always with my, my water bottle. You know, drinking enough water, um, just be mindful of the, of the caffeine, mindful of the diet coming in, um, sleeping, breathing, stretching. There's so much simple stuff you can do. Taking breaks, get some fresh air. You know, all this loads of research that's gone out there, how beneficial it is just to have good working habits, to work productively, uh, and less is more very many times. I think of this, if you're running your business, if you go down, Who's going to run your business? Because 99 times out of 100 is only the, the entrepreneur, the MD that, that can actually run the business. Yes, you have teams of managers, but very, very, very few of them can actually pick, pick that business up and keep it going forward. Very, very, very few. And, and and why would you want to do that? Why would you want to, you know, sacrifice your health to try and make money and then your the health is gone and you can't really enjoy it. So it's for me, it's like getting that very much holistic, balanced life so you can enjoy every day and, and, and business becomes much more fun too. When, when, you, when, when you're
0: healthier. It's interesting. Um, you know, I was watching a, a video by Simon Sinek and he was talking about how we should replace the E in CEO to CVO, so Chief Vision Officer. And, you know, that's the role of the leader in any team in, in any startup, in any business. And the whole point of the, the last couple of weeks and the coming weeks uh, moving forward is, is, you know, your physical performance is key you're going to have to execute, but you're going to have to have a clear vision too. And your lifestyle is going to have a tremendous impact on your clarity of thought, your focus, your creativity. So we've been covering mindset, we're covering nutrition now in between having guests, uh, but we'll be going on to physical activity too, and, and other things in your environment, your stress, your sleep. So you're absolutely right, John, in terms of what the evidence is showing. So, okay, so teach me one or two things that uh, I need to know in this 90-day transformation that's going to help me.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I've been, yeah, I'll go back a bit. So when I set my goals to become a Royal Marine Commando, that was like, everyone said, you you can't do it. Like, they're just too good. They're just too awesome. Even my mum told me, don't set your goals too high. You only, you only set, set yourself up to be disappointed. Me, me being a teenager, knowing everything, I said, well, if I don't set my goals, I'm never going to reach them. A typical teenager. You know, but that was the reality. I mean, my mum was just trying to protect me from being from me disappointed. And I've just um, gone through what I've done. I think one of my... Uh, you always hear that phrase, what would you teach yourself? What do you teach your younger self? I have always been very ambitious. I've always gone out to push myself as hard as I can. But looking back, I, I know I, I could have achieved a hell of a lot more. And I think the first thing I would say is we can all achieve far more don't we, we ever think possible. Um, and the whole thing is when you start setting unreasonable goals, if you set reasonable goals with an easy plan, it's just a to-do list. What we're looking at doing, being in fitness, being in, 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 on- in entrepreneurism or anything, is just set unreasonable goals and then go looking for the answer. Because especially as you connect like this, connections will get made, things will get learned, resources will, will, will come your way. Um, and it's amazing how far we can go, but we've got to set the goals, the goals first. And that's the first one i think the second one would be be prepared to go through some pain and that pain might be emotional it could be it could be physical if you're like me we get hurt yourself. but the, the 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 emotional challenge would be breaking up some of your bad habits now i always like to have a couple of beers on a friday night well that's great but do you want to lose weight or do you want a couple of beers so I'm, I'm on a, th- a three a three month on the wagon. So I'm not touching any alcohol in a minute, and I've started counting calories again. Um, yeah. So some of the sort of the tough things, it could be just breaking habits, doing things differently. Uh, we spoke about habits earlier. Um, I don't like structure. I naturally rebel from that. Um, in order to achieve what I'm trying to achieve, I mean, I've had to put those those habits in. You know, and the 100%. I had 100% day to day because I did a 10K first thing. I've done my hit workout at lunchtime. My, my hydration's been good. My calorie count is good. I'm going to go to sleep at 11 o'clock tonight. That's probably the first time I've ever, ever hit my 100% in one day. Nothing complicated about it. I've just made a, a commitment to do some simple things. But by doing that, I'm hydrating, I'm exercising, I'm building up a body, and I'm getting sleep and everything else. So I think for me, it was getting structure, I Get um, which is a, a 50 years old. I've had 50 years of habits to, to break. And you've got to break apart before, and break apart before you can um, uh, move on, basically, quite a lot. Um, yeah, and I think, and I think the, the, one of the third things I would say is, say is, is, is just make it really simple. Yeah, there, is, there is so much information coming at us now, so many millions of bits of information on podcasts and on the Internet and Facebook and your friends. Just follow someone, be yourself, a Jaffa, myself, anyone there. Just get some simple stuff and do one thing at a time, test it, test and adjust and keep going up. You know, and it's a simple thing. Breathing. Actually, when's the last time we did some proper diaphragm breathing? Because it releases so much tension, so much pain. And it releases, it's so good for you, yet we don't take time to even breathe properly nowadays. <laughs> and that's, that's scary. <laughs> you can't last more than a matter of minutes without breathing properly. None of us actually take time to breathe in our, da- in our daily lives most of the time.
0: I love it. I love it. And it's, it's interesting hearing someone like you with a military background not liking structure and uh, you know what, what that reminds me is if you if something doesn't feel comfortable it's probably the right thing for you so <laughs> lean into it and that's the only way you're going to grow and and one other thing i just heard you say is complexity it's it's the enemy of action so keep things simple completely agree with you and that's what i like about ed uh, jaffa he keeps things mm-hmm very simple yet so effective I've known so many coaches so many friends who are experts in the field and I ask them for advice they give me like this huge list of things to do even the way I've worked with clients or patients has been the same it's so complicated yet Ed's is so simple and it actually gets done Um, so highly recommend Ed and then the the other thing that I'll, I'll say before handing back to you John for any final words that you might want to share is I think I heard this from I may be wrong, but I think I heard this from Tony Robbins and some like him, some hate him, doesn't matter. What he says here is very much aligned with what you just shared, said, John. You know, we, and I hope I say this right, but we overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but we underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years or a decade. And looking back at the last 10 years, I am so grateful. I won't say what I've done, because I'll be, uh, you know, saying too many things, but the two most important thing would be getting married, you know, after thinking I'd never get married and also having the the best child I could ever imagine. That alongside my career aspirations being, you know, visualized and materialized. So I'll stop there. Any final words from you, John?
1: Yeah, I, I think it brought a bit of a cliche, but I think sometimes you can reach for the impossible. I mean, I, I injured my back severely January 1989. Now I nearly killed myself multiple times over and, it, and it's been a um, a long 30 years of pain pretty much is what it's been and it's got worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where it's quite it was debilitating um and i, I would always set goals it'd be in business or fitness or various things and i and a year ago i thought, you know what i'm setting a goal free of back pain and that was just stupid because it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and my wife's going you old now you're in your 50s you can't expect it to be like you used to be and, and of course you listen to people saying that things but the interesting thing is when you write it down and think that's it I'm Fucking fed up with this i've got to get this shit together i'm going to be free of back pain i just made that fucking commitment this needs to happen because it stopped me actually it, it was it was my identity as someone who's always been fit and healthy yeah i wasn't yeah i i was it so I did a, a post recently on who you are. What is your identity? And my identity of myself was always about being fit and strong. Yet now I wasn't. And I could use all the excuses that I want because I'm busy, because I'm a dad, we've got young children, it's lockdown. I could have all that bullshit excuses I like, or I'd get to shut the fuck up and get on with it. And I thought, right, my first thing I have to do is fix my back. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to do it. Well, soon after I made that decision, I'd have loads of treatment on my back. One of my clients with a real top uh, chiropractor said, John, I'm going to fix your back. Come and see me. Honestly, like three treatments and I made 80% better. Just incredible. I never thought it was possible, but the point is I made that commitment to get my back fixed. From then I mobilise every morning and I, I run regularly to keep, to keep the flexibility up. And, whilst I, and I always said eight, 10 years ago, um, I can't run. By 2005, 2015 was the last time I, I was running quite seriously. And it, my injuries kept building up. I, I got for year, 10 years, I was saying, I can't run, I can't run. Then I changed it to, I don't run. because then I have made it a choice, not a fact. So I went out and destroyed myself on that 15K run. And my new goal is to go and do an Ironman triathlon in a couple of years. And nothing's gonna start. If I have to do that crawling on my eyelids, I'm gonna do it. You know, And I, my whole process now is how do I get to that start line without injuring myself? And I know if I set my goal, I need 20 hours a week training. So I'll wait for both children are in school, but I'll do it. But from going from someone who said, I can't run, I'll never run again to going to do an Iron Man, that that's one hell of a
0: journey. It is. And
1: we, and we can all have that journey, every single one of us.
0: I love it. John, I've put a link in the description below for any of our viewers, listeners, who might want to connect with you on LinkedIn. Absolute pleasure. I hope you'll come back and, and we'll learn more from you in the future. Um, thank you so much. And for you watching, listening, thanks for joining me. Uh, we'll be back again, same time tomorrow. Make sure you do go and check out the Facebook group post if you'd like to enter your chance to to win the prize. So I'd love to see you in there.
1: Learn more at the Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.